program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore dueling the grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold it's time to tailgate here are jeff and pat Check. There we go. There we go. I don't know why that button always gets screwed up. But we are ready to go now. So uh, welcome into the tailgate. Again, Pat Dooley going solo today. Uh, Jeff is at Carrie Underwood concert. That's all I have to say about that. Um, but um, what a what a beautiful day today. I mean, it was, I, I literally, we've got people people I should not say people but um, they are uh, redoing our entire kitchen so they knocked out walls today and I said you know what it's so nice out let's just go play some golf even if it's not you know you don't it's slow or whatever it wasn't bad I had a good time still the same problem I always have I make some pars I make a lot of pars I don't make enough to break 80 it's, it's starting to get to me. Um, so we've got a good show for you today. Uh, appreciate everybody uh, when you call in to talk about, and we'll start out with the Florida-Kentucky basketball game because that's what everybody wants to talk about. But uh, I, I know you don't want to talk about it, and you, nobody dislikes Kentucky more than I do, and nobody had to sound off like I did Saturday night to watch that game. I, I can't listen to Jimmy Dykes. I've made that clear. But, you know, the bottom line is it, it feels like a record that is just skipping record. That's the same situation almost every game, every road game especially, where they get off to a bad start. In this case, it was a bad half. The whole half was bad. I mean, they got way down, then they came back, cut it to four, and then um, – you know, the, the way the, the half ended was just terrible. So you're down 11 on the road at Kentucky. Not a good sign. You've held Schwebway to, I think, two points at the half. You only ended up with four. If somebody had told you Castleton will outscore Oscar Schwebway 25-4 to four in the game and, he'll, and the other guy will foul out, the guy who was the national player of the year, you would say, feel pretty good about it. But he had a lot of guys who did come through for him, especially Casey Wallace, who was just – it's unbelievable that they were even questioning whether he was going to play earlier in the week because he didn't play against Ole Miss, uh, banged his knees and 
I guess there was some inflammation, but he looked like the fastest guy on the court on Saturday night, and just not not a a, a good result in the end, and not a terrible result. I mean, I think Florida dropped from forty one to forty three in the net rankings, which tells you how big it would be f- to win that game. You win that game, and and you go way up. Um, and again, they had a sh- they had a chance at the end. Uh, they played that little two-man game out there with Castleton and Myron Jones. Clearly, they wanted Myron to take the three. And so they played a little two-man game. And Kentucky's got coaches, too, and they got players, too. They know what to do, and they took it away from him. And he, uh, Myron didn't even get up a decent shot, which we've seen happen over and over again. Not not with just him, but with uh, late-game management. Hasn't been the best. You know, um, that's one thing I think Todd's got to get better at. I think Todd's doing a heck of a job with his team when you think about what they are and what we thought they were going to be. Think about what we thought they were going to be when the season started. You knew you, what you had in Castleton. And to be honest with you, Castleton is playing better than you thought he would. I mean, he is, I mean, he's not always great, but he's great most nights, scores a lot of points, Blocks a lot of shots, has become a – and Todd Golden said this after the game, has become a lot better defender than he's ever been. And he has. He's. I mean, he dominated Schwebe in that game. I know that that Oscar got, what, 15, 14 rebounds, whatever he got. I know that. And he's really good at that. But he was intimidated by the size and the ability of – Castleton to get up there and block his shot or, or alter it or at least make it a difficult shot. So, you know, you got that in the, the, the this is exact, because I, I remember, in fact, it's, it was a little bit embarrassing, to be honest with you. Last year, Florida lose to Kentucky. Schwebway dominates Castleton in the game. That was, that to me was the whole story of the game, that he was just too good. And Florida couldn't handle him, and Castleton just didn't physic wasn't physical enough, and I you know. And the reason it was embarrassing is Keontae came in and did a press conference before Mike White came in, and but I wasn't writing that story, so when Mike White got in, I I the first question I asked him was about the trouble handling Schwebway, and he was still emotionally caught up in the whole Keontae thing. And he kind of, I, I don't think he ever, I don't think he really liked the question. <laughs> he didn't want to talk about the game. He wanted to talk about the comeback for Keontae. And in retrospect, he's probably right. It shouldn't have been the first question that came out of the press conference. But I was trying to get done. You know, because it, it, it is always all about me, as we all know. So, um, so Florida loses, and, you know, now they're one and two in this four-game stretch. You know, I, I I don't think they're winning Wednesday night, 9 o'clock game. Not going to be a great game. I don't. It doesn't feel like it. I mean, Alabama is just too good for everybody. I mean, they're really good. They've got the maybe the best player in the, co- in the country, and he's a freshman in, in Brandon Miller. And uh, But we'll talk more about that Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm sure. Um, so, but I did want to mention this and my wife tells me that I'm too tough on players sometimes. 
And don't forget, these are college students, and your daughter is a college student. And I understand that. But when you, when you put on the jersey and when you put on, when you decide to start playing at a, at a major university in a major program, you open yourself up to scrutiny. And maybe I am too tough. But they've got to figure out what to do with Koese Reeves. I mean, it's just gotten ridiculous. I mean, he's when the ball gets in his hands, it's leaving his hands, and it ain't going to another teammate. It's going up, and I think there's there's almost this perception um, with um, I, I at least I have that Todd Golden has basically said if you're open, shoot. Doesn't matter who, no matter who you are. But Reeves has the most three-point attempts of any player on Florida's team this year. Doesn't play a, a ton. Still has the most threes attempted. Also the worst percentage of anybody outside of Colin Castleton, who is two for 14, who should never shoot a three. I know they wanted him to shoot threes, and I know that it's going to improve his draft stock and all that crap. That's not – him shooting threes is not going to win Florida any games. I, I appreciate what Colin Castleton has done this year. You know, to come back for this year and then do what he di- he has done has been amazing. Um, but he doesn't get a lot of help sometimes. Sometimes he does get help, and they do really well. Other times he doesn't get help. Um, but that is an amazing stat when you think about it, that Kwase Reeves has taken more shots from three than anybody on the team and has the worst percentage other than a guy who doesn't shoot threes. So he needs to stop shooting threes. That, that, that's pretty clear. Um, this was a game, to, and this was the other thing. They can't get off to good starts. Once they got out of, out of non-conference play, this is a stat I looked up and I used in my back nine. My research is impeccable. Florida had two games in the non-conference schedule pre-conference season where they scored less than 30 in in the first half since they started the conference schedule. And I include the Kansas State game in there because it was within the conference schedule. schedule. (laughs) Um, They have had eight games out of 11 where they've scored less than 30. They are averaging in those 11 games in the first half 22.3 points. I don't understand what what's going on. I don't understand why they can't come out and play good early. I don't I don't get it. They did play pretty well defensively for a good stretch of that half, and they kind of let it go at the end. Uh, but offensively, they just don't make shots in the first. Now, at the Tennessee game, you're like, oh man, maybe they figured it out. You know, they get off to that 17 to four start. I think it was Mississippi State on the road. They got off to a good start. But other than that, it's just been awful. I think there's three game the three games that they did get off to a more than a thirty point or more start in the first half were um I want to say South Carolina. I don't have it in front of me. I get the I got it, it's in my column. I think it was South Carolina, uh Tennessee and Georgia. And I th- these are all games they won. And I remember very well the first year of Urban Meyer. 
This has nothing to do with football. I mean, with basketball, right? I mean, what are you bringing up a football coach? But I remember this. I've It's always stuck with me. His first team, if you remember, at Florida, was not a good road team. They lost at Alabama badly, I think 31-3 maybe, something like that. They lost to South Carolina on the road. That was where Urban had his come-to-Jesus meeting with the team on the tarmac when they got back and two guys got thrown off the team. And they lost to, I'm just going through my brain here and trying to remember who else they lost to. Uh, but anyway, they lost three games on the road. All three losses were on the road. And so he said, we've got to figure out why we're not playing well on the road. And, my, you know, the smart bud in me basically said, hey, here's why you're not playing on the, well on the road, because it's on the road. It's hard to play well on the road. But good teams do play well on the road, and that's what Urban wanted to build. And they obviously, over the next few seasons, they were really good on the road. They found ways to win games. But Irvin said, late in that year, or maybe it was after the year, I can't remember, he said, look, we're going to look at everything we do on the road and try to figure out what we're not doing right. If we have to change the butter um, that we're serving in the pregame meal, we're going to do that. And that was attention to detail, Urban Meyer. And they and he solved the problem. Now, it helps when you bring in Percy Harvin and Tim Tebow and Brandon Spikes and all these guys, great players that they had. You know, that certainly is a factor and why you play better on the road. But they had a good team in, in 2000, uh, so it would have been 2005. They had a great team that year. It just wasn't good enough. And it got better and it got good and it got great, obviously, the following year. So I don't know what Todd Golden could do. Again, we're talking about a coach in his first year. He's 20 or what, 23 games into the season, into his career at Florida. Uh, I think he's done a great job, especially when you think about this. Because be, before the season, we were all talking. I, I think Chris was talking about this. Chris Harry, who was in here last week, last Friday, and we talked, or it was Thursday, yeah. And we talked to him about um, Florida basketball. And one thing that he was talking about was how, you know, before the season, you you felt like Florida had, God, they've got so many really players that could really be factors this year. Well, now we kind of know who's not going to be a factor. Obviously, C.J. Felder has been gone for a while. Um, whatever, what his issues are or his business. But um, he, he decided to uh, take a hiatus. And that was the guy you were counting on. Now, I'm not saying he was going to be a great player, but you were counting on him to be part of the team. Alex Fudge has not turned out to be – I thought Alex Fudge, because I liked him at LSU, but then I went I, – I looked at his stats and I went, hey, he only averaged like two points a game and didn't play that much. Why do I like him so much? And I, I don't – I think I just liked his athleticism. And he's shown that at times, but he hasn't been – he hasn't taken that step I thought he would take in his second year in, in playing college basketball. Nothing against Alex Fudge. I thought he would be more of a factor than he is this year. Bonham has disappeared, doesn't play much now because he, he, people said, hey, he's only 5'10", discard him. He, he's not going to get his shot off, and he, when he shoots, it doesn't go in. We, we talked about Reeves, Niles Lane. I don't know what the, is going on there. 
doesn't play. So that he's taken and he's settled on this roster of basically seven guys. And, and the other thing is Jatobo. Clearly Jatobo, and I feel his pain, man. That is brutal what he's going through where you only have you only have peripheral vision. I've got the opposite. I have problems with my peripheral vision. He has only peripheral vision. He doesn't have the straight-on vision, and he's trying to play basketball like that. And you can see it when he plays. He's not the same. He was he was showing improvement before he got slugged in the eye. Not slugged, but he got hit in the eye against Tennessee last year. He was showing up the improvement that we were hoping to see from him, but it's totally gone out the window. So you take all that together and you put it together – and that's what you have. And that's why they're, look, they can beat just about anybody and lose to just about anybody and not never play a good first half for some reason. I, I can't explain how a team can be that bad in the first half constantly, consistently. All right, so we'll talk about that. We'll also talk, we'll talk briefly about the Pro Bowl briefly, very briefly, and we will talk about the Super Bowl. Also, we'll get into the Jaden Rashada thing. I, di- I don't want to talk about it, but I have to because of the story that the Athletic did, so we'll do all that. Let's get one call in before we go to break. Let's go to John, see what he's got for us. What's up, John? Yeah, I'll make it quick. Good afternoon, Pat. Um, you're talking about that 95 Urban game and Urban team, and the game, game I was thinking about is 05, right? Um, was the LSU game. I think we had five Yeah, turnovers. LSU was the other game. Yeah, And uh, I remember Urban was very emotional after the game. I think we were down to like – I want to say we were down to wa- almost walk-ons. Uh, I think one of them was uh, – Kyle Jamino Morgan, Cornelius. I remember yeah. And we were down to like – and we, every time we had opportunities, we couldn't score. So I think he was really upset that – you know, all those turnovers, and we just couldn't capitalize. But that, There were tears that, that day in the, in the press conference. He was very uh, – Yes. He he. I, I think for the first time in his life he didn't have a real answer, but I will give him credit for this. He went home and, and figured it out. on the, on the the Literally on the plane flight home, he's sitting with Dan Mullen and goes, we, this is not the answer, that we can't go five wide because we don't have five wides. Right. Uh, they, I mean, they Didn't he co- implement uh, Billy Latsko shortly yep. after that? Next game was they had an open week, and then they played Georgia. They put Billy Latsko at fullback. Yes, yes. They started playing tight ends more, take Casey. Uh, but they, they were going five wide, and it was like Gavin Dickey, Kyle Morgan. Uh, yeah, I remember I was, that's Cornelius. I was Kyle Morgan was out yeah. there. Yeah, they weren't. it wasn't like they had five good really good wide, wide receivers. It wasn't yeah. Harvin and, and uh, Cornelius Ingram and – uh, Riley Lewis Cooper, Murphy. Lewis I mean, Murphy, yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's that's the game I was when you were mentioning that. I said, man, that's the game I thought about. I know, was just, I was in the airport, John, that next morning, uh, waiting for our flight, uh, and I get a call from Charlie Strong, and he goes, right. he goes, Dooley, five turnovers we got. Five. I know, right? And I'm like, I know, I know. He better figure something out because this offense. I think Urban thought. And I've said this before. I think Urban thought he had it all figured out. And they beat the crap out of Kentucky that year. And that's when I – and then they went – Remember, out. wasn't that game – I remember it was on CBS. And we were up really big. Four, like and then he brought seven. in – Yeah. He brought in – I forget the back – was it, I don't know if it was Cam Newton. No, it couldn't have been Cam Newton at that time. But he brought in the backup and then – 
Kentucky was making a small comeback. Well, he brought game. in all the backups. That was the right. thing. And so but they, then it was a big comeback. I mean, they were still they yeah. still beating by like 21, but well, it was they like cut we it, were beating them. It was 49-7. They cut it to 49-28, and he put all the starters back on defense. Back in, right. Yeah. And yeah, they I, I, some reason remember But uh, let me switch real quick to baseball, basketball, and I'll make it quick. Uh, you know, beginning of the season, you know, just looking at the schedule, I didn't think we were going to get – Swept by Texas A&M, you know some no, of the games. I, I thought Mississippi State would be better, only because of Holland there with a good defense. Well, he's I, not there anymore. Oh, did he? That's why he did leave, didn't he? Well, he um, there were six new coaches in the SEC, including uh, including Todd Golden, obviously, and Mike White. You right. have to count as a new coach. Count as a new coach, right? Yeah. But I, you know, I was looking at schedule. I, I mean, just looking down the schedule, I thought nine and eight. With outside shot at ten and or nine and nine, nine and nine, nine. yeah, and then games. ten and ten and eight. So we're in that mix. I mean, if we go four and four, I mean, you figure maybe you could squeak and beat Vandy twice, Georgia. You know what's LSU. some of the other LSU at home. South I mean, I mean, uh, no, Arkansas's been playing better, but that's an opportunity on the road. And I know you talk about tough road games. I mean, Bob Walton Arena, tough, but they have tough. Been... I've been there. It's 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 uh, but it it's like everywhere else. I mean, right? You you go out and play play well, you're going to win the game. I mean, they're going to have an advantage. That's why Florida was only a five and a half point underdog, I think it was, for against Kentucky, and they actually, I think they covered. So I, I think it was five and a half. Five games at five yeah. points. And I got... mean, there's game opportunity at home. You know, we we did it to Tennessee. I mean. They didn't blow us out. They had a chance of making this game a blowout on Saturday. But, you know, give Florida credit. But that's yeah. that's the main thing. I just think that, you know, circumstances can make them get to maybe 18 wins. I know the, 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 the threshold, let's get to 20 and you're almost a tournament team. I'm not sure this year. I think it, if, if they can... get to 20, I, I, I my prediction is they'll get in the tournament. But that. I don't. It'd be eleven seed or something, you know. Yeah, but that's going to be hard to or get 10. to twenty. That means they have to go uh, win six more games or seven more games. So probably six in the regular season. Then you, you have to win one of the tournaments. So that's right. what, that was kind of the the deal they were given last year going into the tournament. And then of course they lost that uh, overtime game to Texas A&M, and that was Damn it. Damn right. Yeah. That's all, man. Hey, uh, great show, and I'll listen to the rest of your show here. Talk all right, John. You. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call. we got to get a break. We're way behind. We'll get a break. We'll do that. We'll come back and talk about more, including the uh, Jaden Rashada, the latest on him. I just want to get this out, and then I won't talk about it anymore this week. I promise. If Jeff comes back tomorrow and starts talking about it, I won't even talk. How about that? But I do need to follow up on this story that the uh, Athletic did. We'll be right back with more here on the tailgate ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Griffin Fole. The NHL regular season resumes tonight following this past weekend's All-Star break in South Florida. The Panthers will host the Tampa Bay Lightning as the in-state rivals meet for the third time this season. The Bolts prevailed in the first two matchups. Be sure to catch all the action right here starting at 6.30 p.m. On the hardwood, district tournament action continues for high school boys basketball as Chiefland gets set to face Dixie County today at 5. 
When the teams met in the regular season, Chiefland defeated Dixie County by 33 points. In men's college hoops, Florida remains unranked despite knocking off Tennessee, who was ranked second in the nation. The Gators will have another chance to take down a top three nationally ranked opponent Wednesday as they prepare to face Alabama on the road. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Griffin Ford. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey Gator Nation, it's Jamil here from the Mealy Pop Shop. Gainesville is home for all things sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia, autographs. Pokemon, Funko Pop, comics, coins, and more. Just wanted to share with you information about our new website, MealyPops.com. Well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I want some sweet stuff. Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything on the store, so come on by the shop for a selection of over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs. Remember, MealyPops.com, M-E-E-L-Y-P-O-P-S.com, and we are also open every Tuesday through Sunday, located here in town by the Santa Fe College sign off 39th Avenue. Thank you so much for your support, Gator Nation, and as always, Go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Our old cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Exactly. Okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. We are your all for Tampa Bay Lightning Hockey. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Barry Wise, and you are listening to the Tailgate, Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. All right, we're back. I don't know if any of you watched the uh, when Mary Wise said Jeff Cardoza. I was thinking about the uh, basketball game Sunday, which was the only thing worth watching Sunday. It was a it was like the worst Sunday of the year. But um, 
there was this young lady from South Carolina named Cardoza. It's an, with an S. Um, and she fouled out with, they were up 10 with like a minute and a half to go. And she fouled out of the game, got a technical because she slammed the ball. And I thought it was the right call, even though it was, you know, I know it was just frustrating for her, but that, that was the right call. And then she started crying. She thought she'd hurt her team. I And Coach Spurrier was talking about this on the podcast today, and you you can see that, uh, another Duly Noted podcast, which we taped uh, out at Coach Spurrier's restaurant. He was talking about just how great it was to watch two teams that cared that much about the game. I mean, nobody – that game was so big for both those teams. So big that at one point, Gino Oriema threw a water bottle on the court. He was so mad. The, and then um, there were multiple technicals in the game. It was a great game, and it was quality basketball, really good basketball to watch. Um, you know, I'm not a big women's basketball guy. I mean, I don't, I don't watch a lot of it. But that game, I said, I got to watch the end of this. I, 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 I got home, and I told my wife, I said, so we were going to go out and do something. And I said, hey. I want to watch the fourth quarter of this game. I've been listening to it on the radio coming back. I want to watch the fourth quarter. And it was really good. If you don't know, South Carolina won. They finally won at UConn, although it was in Hartford, I think. Um, 15,000 people losing their minds. They weren't happy after the game. But that was really fun to watch. Um, but I did want to talk about this uh, latest with with Jane Rashada. Um and again, the uh, Athletic did a great job of reporting on this. However, I will say this. I, I would think that most of their numbers come from agents. And agents tend to inflate numbers because they want to look like they're doing a great job. You know what I'm saying? But this is what they're reporting. And so, uh, I mean, this is a... This is a you know me. I, I'm a big believer. If you've got a, if you're good writers and you're quality people, and you do a good job, and you've got a track record for doing a good job, and you have editors who read it over first and question whether you should run it, they had like five or six writers on this story. It was like a spotlight. So this is according to the NIL contract that they say they have. Okay, that's. I'm sure they do. I'm sure it's been faxed to them or emailed to them. Five hundred grand up front, two hundred fifty a month as a freshman, two ninety one as a sophomore, three seventy five as a junior, and then it rounds out to one ninety five as a. These are monthly payments. These aren't yearly payments. Monthly payments, as long as you're still there. And you had to be a resident of Gainesville the whole time. Had to do a few things, social media. But all I when I read the story the first time, all I could think was, thank. Goodness, Florida didn't get stuck with this deal. It's a terrible deal. I don't know if he's any good. He might be He might be the next Heisman Trophy winner. I don't know, but I know nobody should be paid that kind of money to go to college. This is not what NIL was about. I do, after reading the story, have a lot of more questions than I have answers. I got some answers, but I have a lot of questions about this whole situation. The one other thing I took from this story, guys, is this isn't a bad kid. He got put in a bad situation, 
and I blame I don't blame the University of Florida. I don't blame Billy Napier. I don't blame anybody uh, connected to the University of Florida. I blame whoever wrote this deal up. And there's, I mean, again, it's questionable who who wrote it up. But that's not. I mean, you should never be offering a kid thirteen point eight five million dollars to play. I don't care how good he is. You sh- you, that shouldn't be happening. That's more money than your coaches are making, and that's what the NFL become has become. Although with the NFL, they're paying their coaches so much money now, yeah, they're still probably making more. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there. I think a lot of you feel the same way uh, that you're just glad this is behind you, and I'll I'll put it behind us, and we'll just stop with it. If you want to talk about it, we can for today, but then we all just let it go. Don't blame the kid. Blame the deal. Whatever the, the bottom line is, just move on and go, go forward from there. Uh, but certainly it was an interesting read. I will say that. Um, kind of weird. The whole deal is weird. Uh, the other thing that happened, well, there's a, a million things happened over the weekend. That's why I told Jeff, he said, do you want to get somebody to come on with you? I said, nah. It's a it's a Monday. Monday, even without an NFL game this weekend, there's still plenty to talk about. So we've got plenty to talk about. But you know what we need to do? We need to take a break because I got behind on the first break. So we'll take a break. We'll come back, and we will talk about um, former Gator who uh, got a new job this weekend and uh, Nick Saban and some, uh, a move he made. Oh, we got all kinds of there's a million things to talk about, but we'll also take your calls, 392-8255. If you want to get in, you are listening to the tailgate. Pat Dooley going solo. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 981 FM 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. We all expect quality in our service providers. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. Now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for nearly four decades from the fine folks at Quality Plumbing. Now you can always spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call the professionals at Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. Quality Plumbing since 1984. Their name says it all. License number CFC 043. As much as we try to understand the minds of our better halves, it's just not going to happen. We think we did the right thing, got them that perfect Christmas gift, but guys, we messed up yet again. So it's time to make things right and get her something from Oaks Jewelry this Valentine's Day and totally redeem ourselves. From diamond studs to gemstone jewelry and gator gear that will get her ready for the spring, she'll be ready to forgive you. We showing off her new present to everybody she sees. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry, the best possible prices. Check it out for yourself and get help by one of their incredible staff members inside the store or shop online at oaksjewelry.com. I'm telling you, it's worth it. 
The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 124-9384. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. After reaching the mid-70s today, we'll see lows tonight fall into the low 40s in many areas. It will be a bit of a chilly night under partly cloudy to mostly clear skies. We could see another round of fog developed by tomorrow morning. Most areas, though, I think will have clear visibility. We'll see plenty of sunshine tomorrow, a little warmer in the mid-70s, even warmer still for Wednesday and Thursday. Highs both days near 80. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. I'm not always sure what I get with Derek Carr, but Derek Carr can have those moments where you go, wow, he's really good. Then there are other moments where you go, he's not really good. Jimmy G, it feels like that's who he is. All he does is win football games, or so I'm reminded all the times. I mean, they're both, you know, good quarterbacks. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Hoop, there it is, with Steve Russell and ESPN's Mark Wise. Monday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, Salvation Army. That's why I call that song. It's called Seven Nation Army, but of course, when he was a kid, when Jack White was a kid, he would refer to it, he would hear about the Salvation Army, and he called it Seven Nation Army because he was he couldn't pronounce it right. Did you know that? No. You, that was that. Hey, I, a little trivia there for you, okay? One of the most, really, one of the biggest songs in arena rock history in terms of 
how many times you see it, hear it played at games. I think it's right up there with uh, Sandstorm and Sandman and whatever. Whatever you want to put up there. Anyway. Um, all right. So over the weekend, another thing that happened that was very interesting was that Alabama uh, hired Kevin Steele to be his defense coordinator. Now, um, so they got they got turned down by an offensive coordinator at Oregon, and they ended up with Tommy Reese, which you think is a good, not great hire. Kevin Steele, same thing, good, not great. I guess at some point they go, we're not going to wait for the NCAA to come out with their ruling on Jeremy Pruitt. Um, Kevin Steele was the D coordinator at Miami last year, although he was listed as a co-defensive coordinator. Um, I'm trying to figure out why Charlie Strong wasn't included as a coordinator, even though everybody says, well, now they got to f- replace both coordinators. And I'm like, well, isn't Charlie the co already? Why can't they – Anyway, the bottom line is their defense was terrible last year. They were awful. I mean, you saw my boys at Middle Tennessee State. Yay. And look, we by the way, we got our second helmet on the way uh, that we found out today. And uh, Christy Gibbons over at Stop Children's Cancer did an amazing job sending letters that I wrote to 249 coaches. This will be the second one. It's coming from Syracuse. If you're a Syracuse fan, you want to get to the the Dooley uh, this May 13th and, and bid on a Syracuse helmet. Uh, but there, I'm um, more to come, obviously. But um, it was just, you know, okay. So Kevin Steele did what that was great this year. Now I know he's been he's been with Saban four times. I think this is his fourth time. And but his and everybody likes talking about how good he is as a defensive coach. But the numbers don't back it up. It's kind of like another guy, Brian Schottenheimer, who became the offensive coordinator of the um, Cowboys this weekend. And then somebody posted, here's what he did everywhere he's been, and they're all just incredibly bad stats. I like Brian. I, I don't know him very well. I did when he was here. He came here basically to learn under Coach Spurrier. Um, you know, about being a coach. He actually played in the national championship game, I think one play. We were talking about that the other day, the, who finished the national championship game, and Doug Johnson was the answer uh, in 96. But Shotty got in first. I think they. I think it went after Danny. I think they got no in for a couple of plays, and then Shotty and then Doug Johnson. That's the way I remember it. I still haven't looked it up. I don't think anybody really cares. But he's not done great things, but he, I guess because he knows the NFL, they feel like, and look, McCarthy's going to call the plays, so who cares who your offensive coordinator is? Just somebody to blame. But in the case of uh, Kevin Steele, it's it's kind of a weird hire, but it's another one of those deals where it's Saban's defense, man. It's Saban's – it's like – look, I know that Kirby Smart having Will Muschamp on his staff is huge for him. It's part of the reason why they've won back-to-back national championships because he's got a guy on his staff who thinks just like he does about everything. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take – we're going to get the 
best defensive players, which they really have done, even better than Alabama's, and we're going to put them in these great positions, and we're not going to let it get us down and like the Ohio State game. Ohio State went up and down the field on them. But we're, we're going to figure out a way to stop when we have to. They think, this, they think along the same lines, though. And that's why I think Will Muschamp is a huge part of why, uh, why Georgia has won these back-to-back national champions. So, in the end, it's still Kirby's defense, but Will is kind of running it. And that is uh, – I just don't know what's going to happen down there, whether that means Charlie will be the one, the only defensive coordinator or whether they're going to try to bring somebody else in. they obviously got to hire another coach. But it's kind of weird that they lost – they had this – a really good recruiting class, paid a lot of money for it. And look, they I'm not saying that uh, derogatorily. Is that even a word? Derogatorily? I don't think that's a word, Pat. Um, but I don't mean it as a negative. They paid a lot of money for players. There's nothing – it's loud. It's illegal. In fact, some people have been saying whether Florida may have some NCAA issues because of the contract they offered Jaden Rashad. I don't see that as a problem. Maybe it is, but they didn't give him anything. In the end, he got no money out of out of Gainesville. So I don't know where that would be a problem, but we'll see. As, again, the NCAA is, is, has shown that they don't care about NIL. They're not going to enforce any of the rules, and they screwed up. And they are, I think, very sheepish about handling anything with NIL because they didn't do a very good job with it in the first place. So, anyway, so those are some of the things that have been going on. There's a lot. It was a busy weekend. We'll talk a little bit about about the uh, Pro Bowl. I do want to talk about the Super Bowl a little bit and also gymnastics. I want to talk about that as well. But we do have to take one more break in this hour. Then we'll come back with a second hour. Phone lines are open if you want to get in. 392-8255. This is the tailgate. Pat Dooley with you today here on WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Matthew Rothman. The high school basketball district tournament kicks off tonight with Chiefland taking on Dixie County. Chiefland finished the regular season 14-9 while Dixie County went 9-13. Winner will take on Wildwood on Wednesday. Transitioning to the NBA, LeBron James sits 36 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the NBA's all-time scoring list. The Lakers' next matchup is Tuesday night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. In the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning travel to Sunrise to take on the Florida Panthers in the first game back from the All-Star break. The Tampa Bay Lightning took the first two games this season when both teams squared off. Coverage of this game begins at 6.30 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matthew Rothman. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why 
Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. The holidays are here, and as much as we like friends and family coming over, sometimes there are those few that make the house smell like poo-poo. Well, there's an easy solution for the ones you don't want in the house. Show them the outhouse, because with Florida Portable Services, it's as easy as you not liking that casserole that Grandma brought over. They provide portable toilets, restroom trailers with AC, and you can even listen to music and watch TV while you pee. Call 1-800-864-5387 and book your reservation today. There's not many of us out there that really like going to the doctor. Well, I do want to tell you about a doctor that's amazing and essential for our everyday lives. It's the docs at Auto ER. A proud partner of the Florida Gators, they make you feel comfortable, don't take a lot of your valuable time, and most importantly, they'll always find the problem. With five locations around town, they'll proudly serve families and drivers like you across Gainesville, Alachua, Jonesville, Newberry, and High Springs. And as they love to say, it's for the life of your car. Check them out online at theautoer.com. It's an ER you'll actually like going to. Happy New Year! With the NFL playoffs and NBA All-Star Weekend upon us, it's time to upgrade your home entertainment with help from Electronics World. Hi, this is Tom Collette. At Electronics World, we can get you into a new Sony 4K big screen TV or design and install a home theater room for less than you might think. We'll put you right in the middle of the action for every score. Come see for yourself. Visit our showroom at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. Here's a Valentine's reminder from International Diamond Center. It's not just the thought that counts, it's the effort, too. So let IDC turn your Valentine's Day gift into a grand romantic gesture with our ultimate Valentine's Day package. Right now, when you spend $99 or more on jewelry at IDC, we'll give you some gorgeous long-stem roses, a box of delicious chocolates, and a gift card towards dinner at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. It's just one stop at IDC, and you create a total romantic experience. You simply choose which ring, pair of earrings, or bracelet, or sparkling pendant best matches your special someone, and we take care of the rest. And as always, we guarantee the best value price with no commission salespeople. The ultimate Valentine's Day package. Jewelry, flowers, dinner, and candy from IDC. And it's yours just for spending $99 or more on some nice jewelry she'll love. Sure does make it look like she's worth the extra effort. And that's the thought that really counts. Hurry in now because packages are limited. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Directions and more at ShopIDC.com. From the film room to every fourth down conversion, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, we got about six minutes left in this hour. Then we'll be back with a whole nother hour. Pat Dooley going solo today. Jeff is elsewhere. I did want to mention um, that uh, Mealy Pops is having a signing on Saturday, 5.30 to 6.30 with Judd Fabian. Um, a chance to get an autograph, uh, whatever you need to get there. $20, I think, is the autograph cost. $10 for kids 12 and under. Um if you want to go out to Mealy Pops, you know where it is out there by the Saint Santa Fe uh, College. Um, so uh, Judd Fabian will be out there. Just want to make sure I mention that. Uh, 5.30 to 6.30 on Saturday. 
So uh, if you want to go out there and get that, I'm trying to think what I want to get signed by him so I can put it in the golf tournament, which is seems to be a lot of my focus. It's only February. What is it, February 6th today? Tournament's not till May 13th. But it's all I'm thinking about. This is why I almost didn't have another one because it drives, I, I just, I stress out too much about it. Um, by the way, another announcement today that Max Homa and Billy Horschel are joining the TGL. Uh, I know you aren't, you're ready for that. Look, I love my band Billy, but I don't care about this, the golf league. I know it's Tiger and Rory, and I, I'm on their side on this whole thing, but it se- feels like they're going, wait a minute, LIV's going to do teams? We're going to do teams too. Yeah, I don't care. I, I just don't care about team golf. It's almost like, and I was a big tennis guy back in the, what would that be, the 80s? Yeah, I guess the 80s. Certainly early 80s. Especially I would cover uh, Amelia Island every year and cover uh, Hilton Head every year. So I was, I was like into it. And I had people that I was pretty close to and, and on the uh, tour. Um, I could tell you some great Chris Everett stories, but maybe maybe on another day. But there's some good ones. Um, anyway, uh, but they remember they went to that team tennis concept because that's where Phil. I'm pretty sure that's where Philadelphia Freedom, the song, came from. Because I think that um, Billie Jean King asked Elton John to write a song for their team, which was the Philadelphia Freedom. And that's that's whatever he came up with. I don't I don't know the, all the words of Philadelphia. It used to be a rolling stone, you know. I don't I don't know the words. I one one guy when he sings, a lot of times I don't understand what he's saying is Elton John. And a lot of times I do. Tiny Dancer is one of my favorite songs of all time. But Philadelphia Freedom's not one of them. But anyway, my point is they tried that with tennis which you would think would be, well, that'll be interesting to watch these people compete and be on teams. It was not, and it did not last. It does when you get to Davis Cup. When you get to the Ryder Cup, teams matter. You're, what, do, what you're playing for. But nobody cares whether Tiger's team beats Horschel's team or Homa's team beats McElroy's team. This is the problem with LIV. Why I can't get into that is a one of the reasons, one of the many reasons. I just want to watch golf played by individuals trying to win majors. I, I asked Robbie this question on our Yes, No Way or Maybe segment because the Phoenix Open is this week. And I said, the, I said the, I asked him if the Phoenix Open was the sixth major. I, I didn't put it that way, but it, to me, that is the sixth major. That's the sixth tournament, most likely tournament I will watch. I would go. I would go well, the four majors because I don't care where they're playing. I don't care who's a contest. I'll, I'll watch all the majors. The players would be number five, and then I would put Phoenix number six, and then probably like um, I don't know. Uh, I like the Hilton Head tournament in Inverary. I like well, it's not even an Inverary anymore. Um, but down when they where do they play it in Fort Lauderdale? The one with um, at Jack's course. That's that's the anyway I, the Honda right I I they've changed names so much, but the point is 
I'm a golf fan, and I don't want to watch it. That tells you it ain't going to work. Because if somebody who watches this, I watched a lot of the Pebble Beach, and it was not interesting, to be honest with you. Especially Wednesday, or, um, the third round, when the wind was blowing too hard for them to play. That's when I want to watch golf. I want to see guys hit the ball, hit three wood from 180 yards. I want to see that. That's like me. Team competition, nah, not going to do it for me. They don't start till next next year, 2024. Maybe it, maybe it'll grasp me. Maybe it'll grab me by the lapel and make shake me and make me want to watch it. We'll see. Um, all right, so that's going to do it for our first hour. Then we'll come back with the second hour. We'll talk a little Super Bowl during that hour. We'll continue to talk Gator basketball. I do want to talk a little Gator gymnastics. Um I don't look. Are we? Am I going to get into the Kyrie Irving to the Nets trade? Only to mention that Dorian Finney-Smith was involved would be the only reason I would. I don't really care about that. Again, you guys run the show. Whatever you want to talk about, we'll talk about. But if you don't want to talk about it, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about, which is not going to be LIV golf or TGL golf. Okay, just so you know. I do know this: we have to take a break. We'll come back with the second hour of the show. Appreciate everybody for listening. Make sure you call 392-8255 here on the tailgate. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can't be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gatto's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Got chronic joint pain but want to avoid steroids and surgery? Take some advice from pro football legend Emmett Smith. Call QC Kinetics. Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life with biologic therapies that get your body to repair and restore damaged tissue. These exciting new regenerative treatments from local medical professionals can help your body heal itself with lasting pain relief. Trust me, you want to avoid surgery if you can. Check out these biologic treatments to see what your options are. QC Kinetics, restorative, regenerative solutions with no downtime, no surgery, no drugs. I'm talking about joint pain we all can relate to in your knees, your shoulders, your hips, and your lower back. They'll get you feeling good again. Get relief now. What are you waiting on? Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. In 1971, Meldon Law was established, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice its clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community 
is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Melden Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldenLaw.com. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air let's do it it's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. Alrighty then, second hour of the show. Pat Dooley going solo. I dropped my notebook. See, usually if I drop my notebook, I could just tell Jeff to talk while I'm doing it, but he's not here today. I'm here by myself. But you guys are welcome to call 3928255 if you want to ring us up and talk about anything you want to talk about, whether you want to talk about the Gator basketball game. But, you know, the thing is, I don't think a lot of people want to talk about the Florida basketball game. And I don't think a lot of people – like the two biggest stories of the weekend to me for this market were the basketball game and uh, the Rashada story that broke today, which is a lot of – uh, interesting stuff, but I still have a lot of questions. Uh, that was in the it was in the athletic. Good job by uh, their people. Bruce Feldman was involved in it. Um, uh, G. Allen Taylor. I mean, they they did a good job. It's a good, it's a really good story and, and answers some questions, but not all. But nobody really uh, people are tired of talking about Rashada, and they have seen this basketball game over and over again. Gators get off to a bad start, fight back, come just up just short, don't get a good shot off at the end when they had a chance to win the game. It's almost like this basketball team has become what this football team was. Where the the, the Gators in football, if you remember several games this year that could have made a difference in the season, they played awful, got in a hole, Came back, made a great comeback. They did it against LSU. They did it against um, Vanderbilt. They did it against which I had, the fact that I have to say tried to come back against Vanderbilt kind of makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit. But um, FSU, 
you know, uh, Georgia, where they would fight, they would get down, they'd fight back, but they came up short, and at the end, just really, you know, went, just dumb plays, bad plays at the end. Instead of throwing the ball up for grabs in the end zone, throwing it out of the end zone, or throwing it way short of the end zone. So in a way, it's kind of the same deal. Now, and, and also in a way, the best player on the football team is gone. Well, two best players, Ventro Miller and, and Anthony Richardson. And, and the, I, I know that Jeff kind of, it's, Jeff is broken up with Anthony Richardson. We've established that. They are not dating any longer. I don't want to dismiss him as much as a lot of people do. And I know a lot of Gator fans do. And he's going to be a top 10 draft pick, man. I'm telling you. I know that there, and this is why he went out. This is why he didn't play in the bowl game. Once he got through, I mean, he played his heart out against FSU. Wasn't good enough. Didn't get it done. Defense, again, let him down. It, Anthony Richardson with a great defense like Florida has had in the past would have been something to watch. Where if you get to 24 or 30, you're probably winning the game. That wasn't the case, obviously, but this, it was as bad as this defense was. But that's not what these NFL teams are looking at. They're looking at, man, look at this guy. He's one of the freakiest athletes. He's like Javon Curse playing quarterback. He is freaky. Let's, let's go ahead and take him, see what we can do with him, because first of all, we know better than anybody else. We know better than those coaches at Florida what to do with him, and they probably may do. They, they don't have to worry about recruiting or NIL. <laughs> they don't have to worry about any of that. In fact, I, it's a miracle anybody coaches college football anymore. Well, of course, when you're making $9 million or $8 million or $7 million or $3 million or $2 million, if you're making 800000 it's still a pretty good gig. You do have to work very hard at it, and it's very frustrating. But in the NFL, you know, all you got to do is coach football. You don't even have to. Like, if you're an assistant coach in the NFL, you might throw in your th- two cents here and there about who to draft. But 90% of the draft has nothing to do with the position you coach. So you don't care. Hey, whatever. Whatever you guys want to do. You're the one that's got to live with it. GM, head coach. I'm not saying that NFL assistant coaches don't work hard, but they have a much easier life. Let's just put it that way. Than college coaches. College coaches, it's and they get paid a lot, but it's brutal. Um all right, so I did want to uh, talk about the Super Bowl. And we'll talk about it all week. We know that. We'll talk about prop bets later in the week. We'll talk about what you're going to do to watch it. Um, my biggest problem right now is I don't – I think I'm rooting for the Chiefs, but it's 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 weird. It's a weird dynamic. I always – go into the Super Bowl knowing exactly what I want to happen, knowing who I want, I'm want. i rooting for. I can't remember a Super Bowl where I was this indifferent. Not because it's not a great game. The two best teams are playing. It's like 
the college football playoff where the two best teams play. There's no doubt the two best teams are playing. But I like them both, and I've rooted for them both all year. And and I, I've told you guys the reasons why. Philadelphia, like Jalen Hurts, like Devontae Smith. I don't know why I'm all hung up on these Alabama guys. Um, like a lot of things about that team. And they're in the same division with teams that I don't like. Cowboys, Commanders, Giants. I just don't like them. So I've rooted for them all year, and I've been and and my friend Ken Hesser, who's a big Eagles fan, you know, and uh, I don't know if you saw, by the way, um, Don Staley yesterday wearing an Eagles sweatshirt, and I was like, wow, that's kind of weird because it's bright green. And then I looked it up, and apparently she wore a Jalen Hurts jersey when they played at Alabama earlier uh, this year. It might have been last week. She's a she's from Philly. That's why she she's representing. And it's kind of cool that she's doing that. Um, but I'm yeah, I'm having a hard time figuring out who to root for, and who to who to pick. At some point, I got to make some kind of pick. Not that it's relevant. I'm not gambling. And this is another good example of why I don't gamble. And it happened to me again on Saturday. And this is why I never bet. I lo- I was watching the crawl while I'm watching basketball. I watched a lot of basketball Saturday. I did play golf Saturday, though. Got out. It was just too beautiful a day. I, I, I can't just sit here. I got to get out. So, I'm, But I am watching it at some point. And uh, I saw this cr- across the bottom line. It said... Georgia was getting 12 and a half points at Texas A&M. I'm like, I think Georgia can hang in there with them, you know, lose by seven or eight. That seems like a really good bet. I think they lost by a hundred. And Mike White, uh, that, that honeymoon's ended. I can tell you that much because God, everybody was so, in fact, I'm going to check their, where their their schedule is uh, or what their uh, record is has been in the last three or four games. I think they've lost them all by a lot of points. So I'm going to look that up during the break. But I did want to mention this, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk Again, we'll talk about Florida basketball if you want to talk about it. But again, I think this is why we're – people don't really want to talk about Florida basketball because it's the same story. It's kind of like with football. It was the same story all year. After the Utah game – it was the same story all year, and then as it started to get better, it got worse. The South Carolina game, all right, all right, they're coming around, all right. I like this. I like where they're going. Then, boom, lose to, lose to Vandy. Uh, done. Everybody's just like, this season's over. And I, I think they got tired of talking about that, just like they, I think they get tired of talking about um, this basketball team because it's the same story. Most nights, but they are still over 500 in the in the league. Um, they are not. Look, they've got to win a lot of games to get into the NCAA tournament. They're not there by any means, even close right now. I I don't even know why we mentioned, and I know that we did on uh, Gators Wire as well. Florida's still not ranked despite beating Tennessee. Yeah, they're 13 and 10. They're not, there's a reason they're not ranked. They've lost they have they beat one team. And that's why they're not gonna get in the tournament unless they 
finish strong. I'm not saying they have to beat Alabama, but they probably have to beat like at Arkansas, probably have to beat Kentucky at home, which they can do. I mean, they lost by really by three. I mean, let's face it, they lost by three and had a shot to tie it at the end. They can beat Kentucky at home. They're going to have to win the games they're supposed to win, like Georgia, like LSU, last game of the year, like uh, Ole Miss, who's been awful all year. They need to win those games, but they get they have to beat somebody. They have to get those quad one wins. Um, all right, uh, before we go to break, I did want to mention this. Uh, another uh, player announced his commitment. Uh, high school junior Jawan Johnson came down to Colorado, LSU, and Florida, and he picked Colorado. So the Dion is a, f- a factor, and it's going to be a factor. I'm curious. Like I don't, I don't hold anything against him. I'm not a big Dion fan. Great player, and it may be a really good coach. Uh, we'll see how good he is. Now he's playing with you know, in a, in a Power Five conference. We'll see how good he is. I'm not a fan of him because he you know never went to school his junior year. Um, again, he's a knoll. You know what do you want from me? Of course, I'm not a fan of Deion Sanders. I liked him when he played for the Braves though. That was hard, and he's don't forget this is another reason not to like him. He's the guy who got them doing the tomahawk chop. Because of his FSU connection. And that's where it came from. Should be banned. It's just my opinion. Um, so anyway, there, there's that news. Uh, this is a, a guy who's probably going to be a DB return guy. Really good athlete from Louisiana. I thought he would go to LSU, but he went to Colorado. We'll see what happens. I mean, this, but again, with I, I think with Dion. They're not. It's not like he's going to turn it around right away. I think it's going to take a little time, and I wonder how much patience he has for that. Because look, this is not his destination. It's not Boulder, Colorado. It may be my destination. I wouldn't mind living there right now. It's beautiful there. I've been there a couple times. It's it's great there. I like Gainesville. I'm not moving out of Gainesville, much to the chagrin of most of our callers. But, um, no, I'm sticking around here. But if I was going to put a list down, I think I think uh, the Phoenix area, I think Boulder, Colorado, would probably be – the other one would be North Carolina if I was going to move somewhere. I wouldn't move somewhere that wasn't hot all the time. However, this time of year, is there a better place to live? The, the, I, I, you never know what to believe on Twitter, but somebody put this on Twitter – that the wind chill somewhere in New Hampshire this weekend was minus 105. Minus 10 is life-threatening. I don't know if it was that bad, but it was cold up there. It wasn't cold here. We were all out playing golf, sitting by. In fact, Karen and I went out to uh, First Magnitude and just sat out because we just wanted to sit somewhere outside and Drink a beer. It was great. We had a great time. All right. We got to get a break. We'll do that. We'll take your calls if you want to call in and talk about. I'm going to bring up this thing I did. I was hoping that they posted it in time for me to talk about it with Jeff on Friday, but 
it didn't post till late Friday, and then um, it's gotten so many hits on Gators Wire. So I do want to talk about that story that I did. That uh, it's one of those Dooley's dozens, but uh, I don't know if you got a chance to read it, but you can go read it on Gators Wire, and we'll take your calls. More when we come back on the tailgate, ESPN ninety eight one FM and eight fifty AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Matthew Rothman. The high school basketball district tournament kicks off tonight with Chiefland taking on Dixie County. Chiefland finished the regular season 14-9 while Dixie County went 9-13. Winner will take on Wildwood on Wednesday. Transitioning to the NBA, LeBron James sits 36 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the NBA's all-time scoring list. The Lakers' next matchup is Tuesday night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. In the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning travel to Sunrise to take on the Florida Panthers in the first game back from the All-Star break. The Lightning won the first two matchups this season when both teams squared off. Coverage of this game begins at 6.30 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matthew Rothman. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey y'all, it's Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper. As we roll into holiday season, it's time to get the family together and enjoy the best pizza in Gainesville. Y'all know we make delicious pies and heavenly garlic knots, but we sell memories. So come down to our iconic location on 23rd Avenue to relive old ones and make some new ones. Relax with a few pints from our local breweries, beat the high scores on Galaga or Miss Pac-Man, pick up a gift card or t-shirt for that perfect stocking stuffer. See you soon. When the moon hits your eye like a big... Oh, I'm still recording. Oh, as much as we try to understand the minds of our better halves, it's just not going to happen. We think we did the right thing, got them that perfect Christmas gift, but guys, we messed up yet again. So it's time to make things right and get her something from Oaks Jewelry this Valentine's Day and totally redeem ourselves. From diamond studs to gemstone jewelry and gator gear that will get her ready for the spring, she'll be ready to forgive you. Be showing off her new present to everybody she sees. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry, the best possible prices. Check it out for yourself and get help by one of their incredible staff members inside the store or shop online at oaksjewelry.com. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Well, everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. However, since we opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner with over 600 scholarships awarded through our Meldon Law Scholar Athlete Program, as well as our Veterans Making a Difference initiative. 
Melden Law has offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. MeldenLaw.com, where we won't back down. We're proud to be your home for Gator women's basketball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. We're back here again, second hour of the show, brought to you by Melvin Law. They won't back down. Well, they won't back down. Um, I'm looking for this story, and I can't find it. I know it's gotten a million hits. Um, but anyway, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I wrote it, so I don't need to look it up. Uh, but I did this story, and I do these Dooley's Dozen, 12 Things, blah, 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 blah. And I have to come up with the ideas, although um, – the editor, Adam Dubbin, who does a great job, helps me out with some. He has comes up with ideas. But one of the ones that I did this weekend was uh, 12 players whose time at Florida was wasted by mediocre teams. Now, some people did not take this well. <laughs> I can tell you that when I listed the number three one as Emmett Smith because Emmett Smith is beloved around here. In the Ring of Honor. And they went 20 and 14. That was a record when he was here. They played in some mediocre bowl games. They didn't challenge for an SEC championship. All I'm saying, I'm not saying Emmett didn't do everything he could do. I'm just saying his time here was kind of wasted in that way. The, the first one on my list was Chris Collinsworth's junior year. Chris Collinsworth as a junior was pretty good. I think he had 41 catches. Um, and they finally figured out what to do with him. In fact, the story on Collinsworth and what, how he got to where he was as a wide receiver is, is really a fascinating story that I know that has been told over and over, but I don't know that how many of you realize that he came here as a quarterback and wasn't very good as a quarterback. He was, but he, what he you know what he was? He was a six foot four guy who could really run, and, and in high school that was good enough. And that's usually what happens is a lot of guys get put a quarterback just because they're the best athlete on the team. Collinsworth was that way. Then when he got here, eh, he's not very good at that. They tried him at safety. I was on the field when Larry Key broke his ankles. Larry Key was running back at FSU the year that FSU beat him thirty-seven to nine. But his Junior year, he was a it moved him to wide receiver. He was doing really well. They went 0 10 and 1. So was that year wasted? Yeah. Well, I mean, it helped Florida going forward. And I'm not trying to say his time was wasted. It was hard for me to put this in the right terms, and I'm not even sure I did. But for example, in 1987, Florida had Jarvis Williams. And Lewis Oliver both make All-American that year. Both. They won six games. They scored four points in their first game. Nobody's ever done that. 
I don't think. I don't think anybody else has ever scored four. And really, they didn't score any points. That should have been the uh, – well, actually, the streak started in 89, so that wouldn't have been inclusive. But in 87, Willie Pegues snapped it out of the end zone twice. That's how they got their four points. And then they started giving, and they had so they had Kerwin, Emmett, and two All American defensive backs. And couldn't couldn't win games. That's all. I'm, that's the point of the whole story. And the one I, in fact, I was bringing this up to my wife, trying to. I always like to bounce ideas off her because she, she knows sports. Believe me. Um, so she goes, well, is anybody from this year's team on there? I go, well, yeah, there is. Osiris Torrance. Like, look. Osiris Torrance was a great player for Florida. Consensus All-American. Really good. What happened, though? They went 6-7. and seven. Now, I know he didn't play in the last game, right? I'm, I mean, trying to remember what he did. I don't think he did. I think he, he was one of the many people that opted out. Yes, because Cameron Waits played and, and struggled and, and then later on hurt his Achilles and probably won't play next year. But... And he didn't give up, I think he gave up zero or one sack all year playing. Now, again, when you're playing guard, you don't give up as many sacks as you do playing tackle. That's There's no question about that. But he's he's got a real chance to be a first-round draft pick. So, you know, that's what I was saying. Kind of wasted the one year you had with him. Because they, they won six games. So that was the – I don't know if you if there's anybody that comes to mind with you guys – uh, in terms of um, players that, golly, they were good, but their teams weren't that good, and you wish you could have them back when you had good guys around them. And that goes back to what we were talking about before. You know, the better your the players are, the better you are. Stetson Bennett wouldn't have been great for a uh, for uh, Missouri. No, have been benched. Because he could, they couldn't. I'm, I, look, I have a lot of respect for what Stetson Bennett did. I think he's a great player. He was on my Heisman ballot. I think he did great things, but it wasn't like he did them because he was elite. He was he was really good at doing what he needed to do, and he knew in every game he had all day. He had all day to eventually make it work. Because the defense was never going to have a problem. All right, let's get to some phone calls here. Matt will kick it off. What's, what's going on, Matt? Not much. I would say Damian Pierce comes to mind. Oh, that's – you know, but they got to the – well, his senior year, yes. I would absolutely agree with that on that. That guy should have had 13, 1,400 yards easy. He, you know, he didn't get double-figure carries until the last game when they no. Nolan was gone. Odd, odd, really weird. Look, yeah. I, um, please excuse me, Pat. I've been working all day and I'm kind of catching glimpses. So, just quick overview: Rashada, the whole deal. We there was a, some sort of buyout with Miami, kind of thing. Is that basically what we're talking about? Well, I, look, I I still don't know what the truth is, what the honest story is, but the Athletic came up with a story. <laughs> about what his deal was and it was no it was legitimately 13.8 million dollars and if if the the story that they ran is accurate and i assume it is because these are good journalists and have editors and everything 
Um, I think Florida caught a break by by not doing this because it would have been ridiculous what they were going to pay him. The guy that started the NIL, remind me of his name. What's his name? Eddie Rojas. Is he still involved? Yeah, I don't think it was a him problem. I think it was other people that were involved. I think people that are not involved anymore. Let's put it that way. University of Florida is a proud university. And academically, you know, yada, we know all of this. It just baffles me how just we have, over the last, I guess going back to Urban, we've just stumbled over ourselves just from a PR standpoint in so many different areas. It's just it just seems odd to me. Like you know, going back to how coaches have handled or mishandled press conferences, and just you know, with Scott Strickland, it just it just seems odd to me. With this many smart people around on campus, and it being a school of broadcast journalism, that we can't seem to handle the press or. You know the spin. It just it it seems weird. And it, well, there, I, I, I mean, this isn't this <laughs> isn't politics. So where, where people are spinning things. Well, if it was, we would be terrible. How's yeah, that? they um, would they would be awful. It, yes, yeah, I would agree with you on that. But I will say this: you're not going to spin the media. The media is going to report on what they believe to be the the truth. Um, in in sports, um, well, it, they, the there's been a lot of bad things. Coaches that can at least approach the media. I will say Napier has done hell. He might have been over, he might be overdoing it a little bit, but you know Mullen and McElwain, just good lord, like we it just they did not do themselves any favors. You would just think that the university could have maybe had someone handle that for them. You know, let them. I don't know. Anyway, it just seems weird. Well, I don't think I don't think McElwain was fixable. I think Mullen came in and was really good his first couple of years with the media and actually was kind of went out of his way to be good with them. And then once he started winning, he just went, nah, I'm done with them. I'm going to, I'm going to treat them like I treat them at Mississippi state. So, um, and, and I know we're to, well, all of this is apples and oranges because we're talking about several different things, but it just seems weird. It's like, can we just, can we just get ahead of the curve, whether it's with recruiting, whether it's with PR, with the coaching, it just seems like we're playing catch up a lot, and it's frustrating because it is a great university. It's a very proud fan base. Um, you have a lot of smart people, but you know it, it just seems uh, it's been strange following the team, and uh, and honestly, it's been somewhat exhausting um, at times. Oh, I I've said players. that I've said that before that I think it especially lately for Florida fans and football and basketball both. It has been exhausting. But I will say this. I blame Tebow because Tebow was so popular that it's almost like people were waiting for Florida to fall on its butt. And they were like, all right, when they go down, man, we're going to have fun because nobody should be able to have the greatest guy in the world who's giving to all people and going to the Philippines and doing this, and he's the best player and he's winning Heismans. And, and in fact, we're going to not vote for him this year, even though he's going to get the most first-place votes. And yeah. um, So I blame Tebow. <laughs> I blame Carlos Dunlap for falling asleep at the red light. Hey, talk to you later. Yeah, appreciate it. Well, he did do that. 
although this car was still running. Let's go to Warren, see what's going on with Warren. What's going on there? It's going, man. What's going on? It's another day in Dreamville. You there? Oh, oh yeah, I'm I'm here. You're there too. Oh, oh cool, 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 cool. Um You got an echo going, so you may be on speaker, but All right. No, uh I was going to say with MSI. And uh and you know, I mean, he was an awesome running back. Yep. And the guy that came after him, uh Willie McClendon. Yep. Very good too, but Eric Rett was and, a star. Very of good too, and it was very pervasive. And you know, we got depleted, and all Galen tried to do was uh, replenish the offensive and the defensive lines. And there wasn't a lot of uh, you know star players, basically, because of that. And and you know, in a way, I, I think that's how Miami and Florida State got up on us. When you know we were the king, yeah. Well, it was a big problem that Galen had to deal with was with the probation and with the scholarships that were lost, and you know it was yeah. certainly a, a a factor in what happened to them. But the, when that '87 class was an unbelievable class, one of the best. I would put that right there with that '06 class with Tebow and Spikes oh, yeah. and those guys. But, oh yeah, Great Wall of Florida. Yeah. Well, that wasn't Great Wall of Florida was '84, but that would have been. Yeah. yeah. But that was uh, Brad Culpepper and guys like that that ended up being a big part of the '90 90 and '91 uh, SEC champions. Right. 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 So, I don't know. I just think. Uh, uh, if it wasn't for Emmett being on that team and maybe Willie McClendon after that, uh, who knows what our record would have been. Yeah. No, well, it couldn't have been much worse. I mean, but they were like – they were just an average, mediocre team. And they would play these tough games. Like the, the, the perfect example is that game they played against Auburn. Was that 89, I think, where they yeah. led the whole game and they but they weren't even trying to score. They were just trying to win 7-3 to three and then they hit the touchdown – to Shane Watson in the last very late in the game, and so they walk out of there with another L, you know, because they couldn't score enough points. Right, right, right. All right, that's all I had to say. All right, Warren, appreciate the call. We got to get a break. We'll do that. We'll come back with more of this. If you want to talk about uh, anything, we're talking about. We're talking about everything. So come on down, make a phone call three nine two eight two five five, and I will talk to you here on the tailgate ESPN. 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel any time. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. 
Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy play it again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for and it's located right on university and 34th street so it's easy to find and i'm there all the time so i just might see you at play it again sports from the uf weather center here is your wruf weather update after reaching the mid-70s today, we'll see lows tonight fall into the low 40s in many areas. It will be a bit of a chilly night under partly cloudy to mostly clear skies. We could see another round of fog developed by tomorrow morning. Most areas, though, I think will have clear visibility. We'll see plenty of sunshine tomorrow, a little warmer in the mid-70s, even warmer still for Wednesday and Thursday. Highs both days near 80. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Gary in Florida, go. Guys, I just want to tell you, I'm from Stewart, Florida, and I watch your show every morning at 6 o'clock. I Thank drive you. the trolley tram down to Stewart, Florida, and I met Keyshawn Johnson several months back. I don't know if he remembers me, King, but I admire you guys. I think the three of you do a great job on the show. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Coming in March, the NCAA Tournament and the Final Four. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. All right, so uh, this is a new deal that Brian Ferentz got at Iowa. Uh, he's got an average for incentives. He's it's incentive. They the new deal that they gave him was incentive laden. He's got to average twenty five points a game, as they said in um, Taken. Good luck with that. I mean that you better get some defensive scores there. Uh, but of course, Iowa fans just want him gone. It's weird. They, they love the dad. They hate the son. But um, 
just not getting it done offensively. Um, all right, let's go back to the phones, get Tennessee Mike. What's going on, Mike? Hey, uh, Pat, another entertaining SEC basketball weekend. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. Um, I did watch a little bit of Tennessee-Auburn, but that was – you can't tell me that was entertaining. No, no, that was awful if you like offense. But, um, you know, competitive games, um, a, lot of, a lot of winning streaks go to die in Rep Arena, don't they? Yeah, they do. I mean, it's tough to win there, and they win a lot of games there. Uh, I'm surprised Florida even had a chance there at the end, but they certainly did. Yeah. Hey, Pat, um, have you read this um, athletic piece I'm assuming you have on Rashada? Yeah, we talked about it earlier, yeah. Okay. Well, I just got done reading it. I've been reading it, but I just actually uh, got through the paywall and read it for myself. Let me throw two or three things at you, see if you grew with me. First off, Pat, what if uh, Sankey got with everybody at the spring meetings in Destin and just said, hey, guys, um, I'm in charge here. We're not doing NIL as a conference. Just said, if you, you're, we're not doing it. I'm the new NCAA. We're not doing it. If I catch you doing it, you're going to get heavily fined, and you have to put on the table even expulsion from the league. Uh, and you would, just tell all 14 teams, hey, we're out of the business. We're not We're not playing the NIL game anymore. Everybody's out of it. I'm in charge. Yeah, I, I, that makes no sense because then everybody would say, well, we're not going to the SEC teams. Fine, fine. You, sometimes you've got to take a stand. Fine. You've got to be prepared for that. But um, – uh, I'm just just reading this deal, Pat. And all the it's just so ugly and messy. See if you agree with me on this, Pat. First off, that's what I think Sankey should do. I think we we both probably agree in the real world he'll never do it, but that's what he ought to do. Maybe the school presidents have to have a meeting with him, and maybe the the 14 presidents have to get involved in this. But um, three things for you, Pat. See if you agree with me on this. If uh, Rashad had just shut his mouth and t- taken his money from Ruiz down there, in Miami, he'd have gotten his nine and a half, wouldn't he? Well, I don't think it was him that was causing the problem. I, I, I again, well, I don't, I don't think the the young man is the issue here. Well, well the way the if we read, we read the same piece is he supposedly wanted to go to Florida, That's yeah, where his heart was. He did, but they but he committed, he he committed to Florida. He committed to Miami. He signed the deal with with the Ruiz's group for nine point five million dollars. Um, as you know the story, I'll tell you. He flips. He comes to Florida. You guys apparently renege on the deal. Now he's off at Arizona State, and he's got no deal. And um, I guess the, the couple of things there that struck me is, one, if he had just gone on and taken his $9.5 million from Ruiz, he'd have gotten it. Yeah, and I wonder if he's having that, you know, buyer's remorse. He had buyer's remorse about Miami and wanted to go to and wanted to change to Florida. And when they came up with the money, he did it. And then, of course, Florida, that deal was a bad deal. And I, I, I think Florida definitely dodged a bullet. On the, on the whole deal. Yeah, and the um, you know, the numbers are shocking. But when you break break, break these uh, huge contracts down a month, wonder what Nick Saban makes a month. Wonder what LeBron James makes a month. Wonder what uh, Aaron Rodgers makes a month. Well, Jane Rashad has won zero national championships or, <laughs> or NBA championships. So there's a reason why they make so much. Yeah, but but the the next two things, the obvious next year drops. I don't. It looks to me like Miami's in the clear. He he flushed them. He flipped on them. I don't see how Miami's exposed. We know these schools try to insulate behind these collectives and groups and stuff. I would assume the next thing that's coming is is a big lawsuit. I would I, the next thing I would think would be here come the lawyers. I don't know if if he's going to get some money out of Arizona State or what. Oh, he'll get. Some, you would have yeah, to think, I mean, he may not have an NIL deal now, but he'll get one. I mean, it's going to come well, the way it's supposed to come once you're on campus and start to actually 
have a chance to play is when the NIL deals are supposed yeah. to come, not in the preseason, you know, before you ever come but to my the guess school. Is, my guess is those collectives and these lawyers, they'll just throw the schools in. They'll throw everybody, and they might even still throw Miami in. My guess is somebody's going to get sued for $14 million. Could be. I don't think they'll win. Hang in there, yeah. Hang in there. All right, I'm hanging in there. By the way, I, I, uh, I mentioned this earlier with Mike White. I finally looked it up just now. And I know that, that uh, Terry Roberts, is, was, I think, was out for this last game. But here are the scores of their last four games. And, look, I, I've said this a million times. I don't need to say it again. I like Mike White. I, didn't think he, he, I was hoping he wouldn't leave here. He did leave here. I do think he was a guy who could not take you to the next level. But, I th- but when you stop and think about it, think about when you look – Providence is probably going to make the NCAA tournament. I was watching their game. Noah Locke is really good for them. Tyree Appleby is going to be all ACC. He's going to make first team all ACC probably. Leading the, I think leading the conference in scoring. Um, obviously, what what Keontae was, and and now is uh, you know a candidate for Player of the Year. I, I'm trying to think. There's one other guy that's playing somewhere that's doing really well. Um, he knew how to recruit. There was never a question about recruiting. There was a question about him not being able to win games he was supposed to win. It wasn't even about winning games that he wasn't supposed to win. And so early in the season, they're winning a bunch of games. You're going, man, maybe he's maybe this looks bad for Florida again. I don't know if a lot of people thought that. But the bottom line is these are the last four games for Georgia. And, again, I'm not ripping Mike White. I'm just saying, I'm not surprised that their team isn't very good. I just was surprised when they were good earlier in the year. Last four games. Tennessee, 70-41. to 70-41. to 41. Okay, they beat South Carolina, 81-78. South Carolina's not very good, as we know. Then they lose to Auburn, 94-73. And then they lose to Texas A&M, 82-57. Excuse me. And that's why I mentioned that game because I was thinking, that sounds like a good bet. Georgia getting 12. Nah, wasn't a good bet. Didn't come close. I still lost by 13. But, I mean, now they get the, – the good thing for them is they get Ole Miss, but then they get to go to play Kentucky – or they play Kentucky at home. But I don't think – I think it's going to end up with a uh, another NIT for Mike. And, again, I'm not, I'm not being – trying to be mean. I'm just saying it's amazing how it's – that team has gone off the rails from where they were at the beginning of the year. All right, we got to get a break. We'll do that. And our last break, if you want to get a quick call in, we can sneak one in. But other than that, we'll just wrap it up. Uh, when we come back, you're listening to the tailgate. Pat Dooley going solo today. Well, Jeff will be back tomorrow here on 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Matthew Rothman. The high school basketball district tournament kicks off tonight with Chiefland taking on Dixie County. Chiefland finished the regular season 14-9 while Dixie County went 9-13. Winner will take on Wildwood on Wednesday. Transitioning to the NBA, LeBron James sits 36 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the NBA's all-time scoring list. The Lakers' next matchup is Tuesday night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. In the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning travel to Sunrise to take on the Florida Panthers in the first game back from the All-Star break. 
The Lightning won the first two matchups this season when both teams squared off. Coverage of this game begins at 6.30 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matthew Rothman. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. At Gatorland Toyota, we give you the easiest car buying experience ever. With Express Shopping, you can shop and buy your vehicle entirely from home. We'll even deliver your car to you. Want a customized Toyota? With our pre-order program, you can get the exact Toyota you want. And if you have a vehicle you'd like to trade or sell, we'll buy it whether you buy from us or not. Come experience how Gettle's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Got chronic joint pain but want to avoid steroids and surgery? Take some advice from pro football legend Emmett Smith. Call QC Kinetics. Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life with biologic therapies that get your body to repair and restore damaged tissue. These exciting new regenerative treatments from local medical professionals can help your body heal itself with lasting pain relief. Trust me, you want to avoid surgery if you can. Check out these biologic treatments to see what your options are. QC Kinetics, restorative, regenerative solutions with no downtime, no surgery, no drugs. I'm talking about joint pain we all can relate to in your knees, your shoulders, your hips, and your lower back. They'll get you feeling good again. Get relief now. What are you waiting on? Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. Here's a Valentine's reminder from International Diamond Center. It's not just the thought that counts, it's the effort, too. So let IDC turn your Valentine's Day gift into a grand romantic gesture with our ultimate Valentine's Day package. Right now, when you spend $99 or more on jewelry at IDC, we'll give you some gorgeous long-stem roses, a box of delicious chocolates, and a gift card towards dinner at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. It's just one stop at IDC, and you create a total romantic experience. You simply choose which ring, pair of earrings, or bracelet, or sparkling pendant best matches your special someone, and we take care of the rest. And as always, we guarantee the best value price with no commission salespeople. The ultimate Valentine's Day package. Jewelry, flowers, dinner, and candy from IDC. And it's yours just for spending $99 or more on some nice jewelry she'll love. Sure does make it look like she's worth the extra effort. And that's the thought that really counts. Hurry in now because packages are limited. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Directions and more at ShopIDC.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. I can sing all day. Not well, but I can sing. Uh, all right, we are back here. We only have about, oh, six minutes or so uh, before we get out of here uh, for this beautiful Monday. What a tremendous day out there. If you were able to spend some of it outside, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I did do my podcast today, and that was a lot of fun with Coach Spurrier. Um, and I did ask Robbie about this because there was, I guess it was somebody's podcast. I didn't really, you know, you've got to be careful on Twitter 
because you read something on Twitter and you assume, oh, this is tr- this is what happened. No, it's not necessarily what happened. In fact, there's something going on with Roger Waters right now from Pink Floyd that is unbelievable, but I'm not even going to get into it. So um, you got to be careful what you read on Twitter. But So I don't know where this was, but w- there was actual video of, of uh, Urban doing a podcast, and he was talking about the best player he ever coached was Percy Harvin. And I was like, Percy Harvin? Well, he was the best athlete you ever coached, uh, but he was also a bit of a me guy. And, you know, we all know about the South Carolina game, and some of us know different things than other people do, where he didn't show up and didn't, they, wait, they held the plane for him for two hours and wanted his mom to drive him up, but he didn't want to go. Um, they hid behind the uh, migraine story. I don't know, you know. Again, I, I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and and rip Percy Arvin. He, I think, he's one of the five greatest players to ever play at Florida. Like he belongs on the Ring of Honor just for how good he was, but not a great um, teammate. But he's a great player. But I think part of being a great player is being a great teammate. You know what I'm saying? Do I do I make making any sense? So in that regard, Tim Tebow was a much better player um, because of how good a teammate he was, and he carried that team on his own. But the bottom line was, I don't think they win the national championship in '08 without Percy Harvin coming back because he was a huge. I think he went rushed for over 100 yards in that game. As good a player as I've ever seen here. I mean, as good of a, of a player as I've ever seen in terms of athletic ability. I mean, he was unbelievable. He he was probably in college. Maybe Andre Johnson would be up there, but probably the best, the most physical wide receiver I ever saw. There are probably others I'm not thinking of, but I would put him right there as one of the most physical because, I mean, guys would try to tackle him. He would just shove him out of the way and say, no, sorry, DBs, come on. If you remember, go back to the um, South Carolina game, and I'm trying to remember, this was in the swamp, I'm trying to remember why Percy was out the first half. I don't think it was a suspension. I don't know what it why he was. I don't think he played in the first half. Anyway, I think it was the first play of the second half. They gave it to him on that little where you turn one way and then give it to him the other way going. And, and he broke through. He, got, he had an opening. They blocked it really well. And then three guys tried to arm tackle him. And it was like, come on, man. What are you trying to do here? And I'm going to run right by the rest of you because I'm faster than everybody on the on the field. I mean, he was – I don't know that there's been a better athlete. I mean, I'd, I'd put Wes Chandler in that argument for gr- the greatest athletes that ever played at Florida. That'd be a good t- list of 12. I'm going to have to think about that a little bit more. Of uh, The 12 best athletes ever play here. I'm trying to trying to just imagine what that list would look like. Because, I mean, I guess you would put Tebow on there. I can't think of another quarterback you would put on there as being – one of the greatest athletes to ever play here. Um, 
when you would put Lomas Brown on there, for example, or, or you know, Marquise Pouncey. I mean, it, it would be, it's a tough because you're talking about different positions and apples and oranges, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, it is different. It's, it's a different dynamic, but it was an interesting story. Um, all right, so we covered everything today. I'm, I'm not going to go to the Kyrie Irvin to Dallas. I don't care. I, we, one team didn't get better. One team maybe didn't get better. We'll we'll see what happens there. I'm not, again. Uh, I don't even know what happened at Pebble Beach today because the leaderboard just wasn't good enough for me to pay attention to it. Maybe I'm just getting too cynical. I don't know. I did watch 10 minutes of the uh, Pro Bowl. It was boring. It was terrible. But we watched it because we were in a restaurant. We were at Ballyhoo's. Um, we love Ballyhoo's. And we were there. And so we said, well, it's on. I guess we'll watch it. And we yeah, no. But the problem is, and I said this on my podcast, I think All-Star Games ended when baseball went to interleague play. I think that was the end of great all-star games. I don't think I don't think we'll ever see another one where we care about who wins and we care about what's happening. Baseball is the only sport where it's actual a game. Hockey, you know, I think it was three on three. I didn't watch any of it. I'm not a hockey guy. Uh, basketball, nobody plays. I mean, nobody plays defense anyway, but they play some defense. Anyway, I've run out of things to I've run out of time to talk about the things I want to talk about, but we will be back tomorrow. Jeff will be back tomorrow and look forward to it. Until then, I am Pat Dooley saying I am deep, I am way back, and I am out of here.